So now it's a pleasure for me to welcome into the Cummins DC studio here in Ada, Mary Keating, a, a good friend of mine who, who um, joins us at Lecture Divina each Monday night with Father Frank Dewick in Newcastle West. I asked Mary a few weeks ago to pose us and give us a reflection for Christmas Day. She's very kindly decided to do that. And so welcome into the studio, come and see the studio, Mary Keaton. How are you? I'm good, John. Now, Christmas Day reflection. Let's see what you've got for us today. Okay, I'll start by saying thank you, John, and your team on Sacred Space for inviting me to give a reflection for your Christmas Day programme 2017. As you know, John, you have offered me this invitation in the past, but didn't get a reply. But for two particular reasons, I felt moved to say yes this Christmas, and I am very glad to do so, even if very nervous in the doing of it. The reasons are the upcoming world meeting of families in August 2018 and the ongoing debate and discussion on the Eighth Amendment. Uh, Both of these topics have very obvious links with children, and Christmas is all about a child, the baby Jesus, and his family, Mary and Joseph. Reflecting on the birth of Jesus, we come to realise that he was not born into an ideal family situation if we look through the eyes of the world. Mary's pregnancy could be called a crisis pregnancy. She was very young, unmarried and with no obvious means of supporting a baby. Joseph was confused, anxious, embarrassed and frightened. Yet, they both said yes to life and the baby Jesus was born. The circumstances of his birth were very difficult. He was born into homelessness, a topic that we are very familiar with in 2017, with only the surroundings of a stable for shelter and privacy. When only a few days old, his family had to flee as refugees to Egypt. Again, another topic we are only too familiar with in the world of 2017, to escape the worldly-style power of a jealous King Herod. But... In spite of all the challenges to his birth, Jesus was born and his birth has had the biggest influence of any person ever born on the world. As the hymn says, man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Jesus' influence is beyond compare, but every baby born has a unique contribution to make to the world according to God's plan for him or her. And the world is less than complete in God's eyes if any life is prevented from making its God-given contribution. The beautiful words of Pope Benedict remind us of this. We are not some casual and meaningless product of evolution. Each of us is the result of a thought of God. Each of us is willed, loved and necessary. As I used to put it more simply to my young school pupils, There are no subs on God's team. We're all on the field. In reflecting on these thoughts in preparation for this uh, Christmas uh, reflection contribution, my mind wandered back over all the children I have been privileged to teach during my teaching career. And I see the truth of that statement. Each child made his or her own unique contribution to the beauty of class and school life. I remember in particular some very special moments of insight into the unique gift that each child is. The first one was when on yard duty supervision one day I had reason to stop and see a child born in a more difficult circumstances for his single mother and wow, it hit me 
how much poorer our school world would have been if his mum had not said her yes to life. That moment has stayed with me since then. Another moment was in most re- more recent years in my work in special education, when I was awestruck again by the gift of a child with special needs, his ability to see everything with wonder and awe every day. His comment when he visits my classroom is, Lovely room you've got here, Mrs Keating, even though he sees it every day. Such an antidote to boredom and taking the beauty of life for granted. I also thought about the wonderful young people I met while in Lourdes at Easter time on a number of occasions. These young people had physical and mental limitations and were with the Irish Handicapped Children's Pilgrimage Trust. It was inspiring to see the love and care they drew from their families and carers and the joy with which they celebrated life. These occasions offered reflections of God's love in action to those of us privileged enough to be present to see it. I also remember one of the most emotional and uplifting days of my life when I attended a day at the Special Olympics in Dublin in June 2003. I saw such sportsmanship and unselfish love in action both on and off the competing arena. I remember in particular a team of young adults with Down syndrome competing in a basketball match and what a contribution they were making to God's world and according to his ways. They certainly had no abnormalities or limitations if looking through God's eyes. On a very personal level, I think about a little baby girl born into our family circle through the yes to life of her very young parents and how, in a God-given way, she has brought healing and hope into sadness and loss. Pope Francis has spoken about the need to create a culture of life. On reflecting on what this might mean for us in everyday life, I have a few thoughts to offer. You are pro-life when you make a contribution or volunteer with a group like the Butterfly Club, the Jack and Jill Foundation, the Laura Lynn Foundation, the Bumbleance, or any other such voluntary group which helps parents of children with special needs. You are pro-life if you are happy to hear that your child's school or class welcomes children with special needs. You are pro-life if you understand the difficulties that a parent might be having with a child with behaviour problems and you don't judge. You are pro-life if you welcome children born into irregular family situations into the sacramental life of the church. Of course, you are first and foremost pro-life if you accept new life into your own family circle, even if the timing and circumstances are not right. You are pro-life if you foster or adopt a child. And you are pro-life when you respect and care for the frail, the sick and the elderly. Now, John, I'm about to conclude, but as I do so, these are my thoughts this Christmas morning as we gaze in wonder at the baby Jesus in the crib in our churches and homes. May we always hold sacred the life of all babies and like Mary and Joseph and so, so many wonderful parents since time began, accept the gift of life from the giver of life and trust that with him 
all will be well. I will finish my reflection now, John, by asking you to play When a Child Was Born by Johnny Mathis because I think it's a Christmas hymn which captures beautifully the universal joy that the birth of a baby brings and the God-given potential of each child. I'd like to finish by wishing you, John, your team at Sacred Space and all our listeners, wherever they are around Limerick County this morning, a happy, holy and life-giving Christmas. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. And a happy Christmas from us all. Thank you, John. Somehow, all across the land, 